Hello, welcome back to my U.S. History podcast channel, and today I will be going over all the bits and pieces to the environmental movement, which started in the 1960s. Alright, so let's get started. The environmental movement's main goal was to get laws set in place regulating pollution. At the time, people were just dumping waste and toxins into stream waters, which, as a result, contaminated drinking water, soil water, even water that Aqualife needed to survive in. Not to mention, people were carelessly emitting toxic gases into the air, which led to the creation of smog, which, if you know, is very unhealthy for people's lungs and can give them asthma or even create cancer over time. Next, they wanted to preserve natural life because people were cutting down trees for their own benefits at an unsustainable rate, and people were also hunting without any type of of standard so innocent animals were being killed on the daily for their skins and it just was not fair and it was a destruction to the trophic levels because everything is connected so when you take something out of an of a food web everything falls underneath it So then to continue, some events that took place before the 1960s in the United States influenced the environmental movement's motives like the Industrial Revolution. Now, the Industrial Revolution contributed to the mass emissions of CO2 into the atmosphere. And you say, why was that? It was because in order to fuel the steam engine, which was their source of transportation, you have to burn coal. And the burning of coal releases heat and CO2. Now, this is bad because when CO2 builds up in the atmosphere, it holds heat, which in time, with enough of it, influences climate change. Also, the event of nuclear testing was fatal because scientists who were new experimenting released nuclear fallout into the atmosphere. And nuclear fallout is very radioactive and doesn't decay quickly. So it gets stuck on Earth, and it's very toxic to the atmosphere. Finally, the creation of the automobile was a blessing and a curse at the same time. When the automobile was first created, it released increased amounts of socks into the atmosphere, because of the combustion of gasoline. Now, over time, we have created catalytic converters, which are now in cars, that 
takes away this pollutant, but before the pollutant was in the atmosphere. And socks creates acid rain when heated up with sunlight and met with precipitation. And acid rain is horrible to plants because it can damage its growth. Like on trees, it burns the leaves. Now on to the most prized leaders of the environmental movement, which people can thank for their contributions today. First, Rachel Carson. She wrote a book called The Silent Spring, which detailed information about misused chemical pesticides that were affecting Earth, Earth's natural systems. And because of her book, people were finally realizing why pesticides aren't good to the plants around the plant it's used for because pesticides actually kill off some of the good things that you want a plant to have, like some of the bacteria that makes the plant grow can be killed off. Or even like bees, when you need pollination, when you use a pesticide, the bee won't come back or even kill the bee, and now your flowers aren't pollinated and they're dying. Um, so her book got DDT to be banned. It's a type of chemical pesticide um, by the government, so that was excellent of her. And also, another notable person is John Muir. He pushed to set out protections on the national forest. He was known as father of the national forest. So when you take a trip down to Yosemite, you can thank him because because of his hard work, places that are deemed national forests are secure and safe to where animal and wildlife can live freely in their ecosystems. Finally, James F. Phillips is important because he took in his own hometown in Chicago matters into his own hands. When his federal government, his state federal government, was not passing any laws, he decided to write nasty notes and post them on these companies who were contributing to the waste in water, which wrecked their business. He also noticed in a dam where he lived that pollutants were going into the stream. So he himself built and covered the spot where the pollutants were streaming in in order to protect the wildlife in the water or even around it. Now, in order to spread awareness, this movement published articles and books to spread word on what they were fighting for. They 
started protests in front of capitals for their cause, and they took a political avenue and pressed the government to pass laws for the better of health of all organisms, including people. Some challenges environmentalists face was fighting businesses. Businesses did not want to comply to these regulations because that meant they would have to buy whatever it was that would possibly slow down their production rate and they thought that they were going to lose money and so they did not want to accept. And then politicians didn't really think of environmental awareness as a priority. They were more focused on economics and like wars. So they weren't really thinking about what they what their actions were doing towards the planet. And also people weren't really educated enough to understand environmental issues. Like you tell them about these gases and they're like, what? Those exist? Like the educational rate back then wasn't very, it, like, it just wasn't that much. People were more focused on business versus nature. Some events after the 1960s was the environmental movement had succeeded. They succeeded in passing the Clean Air Act, the Endangered Species Act, the Montreal Protocol, the Clean Water Act, and the Reformation Place Number 3 of 1970, was passed, which they succeeded in getting those regulations and laws on pollution, on animal slaughter, any type of environmental problem they had conquered. But then, guess what happened? A new environmental problem formed, which was climate change and global warming and ozone depletion. And so now environmentalists are working towards those problems and trying to find solutions. In today's world, we can give thanks to using reusable straws and reusable bags in the grocery stores. This all came from the act and the need for treating the planet better. So less plastic, less plastic in the oceans, less plastic animals are eating and dying from just overall less plastic um people are going vegan to fight against animal slaughter they don't want all these animals with a growing population there's more animals being killed for food so they are fighting against that because they don't want they want people to go green eat those plants Fun fact, you actually can get more nutrients from eating plants than a thing of meat. Just saying. Um, yeah, basically, the environmental movement succeeded. Now, to end, I just want to give a little shout out to our family-friendly celebration called Earth Day. Earth Day is monumental. In this day... We celebrate Earth and all of its great supplies it has aided in for all humans to survive. Because of Earth, we all get life. And we are Earth's guests. So on Earth Day, that is why we must plant a tree. Because with the amount of deforestation happening, 
We must resupply Earth. It can't resupply us because we unsustainably are destroying it. So you must keep in mind if there is any way you can pay tribute and help Earth out, you should. Because climate change is happening and both polar caps are melting. So all those lovely polar bears and seals and penguins that you love may potentially go extinct from our own actions. Just a little thought. Okay, that is all. Thank you for listening. Uh-huh.